Welcome to the Candidate Experience Talks, a 15-minute deep dive where we explore real-life candidate experience tactics through honest talks with experts in recruitment and talent acquisition. With me, Sima Vanessankel, let's go! In this episode, meet freelance recruiter Sofia Broberger, currently helping out at game development studio Tokaboka. Sofia will talk about when to use sourcing and why LinkedIn isn't enough, and in many cases, the completely wrong community for sourcing candidates. And she will let you know what to do instead by giving her best tips and tricks. Hello and welcome, Sofia Broberger, freelance recruiter currently working with Takabaka. Hello. Hi, thank you. Great to have you here. And uh, you said to me the last time we spoke, I'm always open to talk about sourcing. And that's true. (laughs) I can talk sourcing for hours. Yeah, this is this is only it's supposed to be a 15, 20 minute podcast. So uh, we'll try to to squeeze it in uh, that time frame. <laughs> but uh, I, why are you, you so in love with sourcing? The thing is, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm the kind of person who likes to find things out. I'm curious. And that's what sourcing is. You're basically finding out as much information as you possibly can about a person and then kind of making an educated guess about that person based on the information that you find. And I mean, that's just a lot of fun. I guess it is. And and when you're talking, I also know that your standpoint is that sourcing, people might think it's about, yeah, you just try to find the people at, at LinkedIn. Okay. So LinkedIn, as you know, is a social media network, a professional one where people can have their profiles about work and things. But that doesn't mean that absolutely everybody in the world is present on LinkedIn. That doesn't mean that everybody who do have a profile on LinkedIn are active users, that they're logging in, that's that there. And also, LinkedIn isn't all the information that you have about a person. So like LinkedIn is one of the sources that we will use as a source to find that information about somebody, but we will also look elsewhere. I'd say the only time where you'd be happy with LinkedIn as your only source, that would be if you are trying to find a recruiter. Because to be honest, if you want to find a recruiter and if they're not on LinkedIn, you probably don't want to hire them either. So That's the only time I'd say LinkedIn is fine to use as the only source. But when we're looking at developers or any other kind of person, we need to look elsewhere. Because also, if you're reaching out to somebody and all you've looked at is their LinkedIn profile, that's going to be you and the other 10 recruiters that day reaching out to them, telling them how impressed you are with their LinkedIn profile. They're not going to listen. So we need to find out more about them to know how to reach out so that we can get them interested and start a conversation with them about what we have to offer. Why do you you want to know more about candidates? Is it because you want to choose who you contact or want to find the right person? It's both. And I think what a lot of recruiters do or when we are looking for people, we think about ourselves and the company we represent and the needs and, and the kind of role that we have. 
we look at it from a point of view, okay, I need a developer who knows these different, okay, they need to know JavaScript um, and they've done this. That, but that doesn't mean if you find a JavaScript developer with the relevant experience that you're looking for, that doesn't automatically mean that they're going to be interested in your company and what you have to offer just because you are interested in them. So we need to dig a little bit deeper to find out more information about the person, like what kind of things do they like developing? Are they interested in working with large-scale applications with millions of users? Are they more into more the complex structures? I don't know. Do they like creating websites? What is it that they want to use their JavaScript knowledge to do so that we can match that with what we do and the company we represent? I, I give the example a lot of the time. If you represent, let's say, a gambling company, and you come across a person on LinkedIn that you know fits your profile, but you find out through their Facebook that they are very involved in like ethical matters, then things like that are important to them. And you represent a gambling company, there's absolutely no point in you reaching out because they would not be interested. That would be a waste of time, which is why we need to kind of find out more about the person to make an educated guess about them to know that we're both a fit for each other and also use that information about them when we reach out to explain to them why we believe we're a good fit. Yeah, so you, you want to understand more. And in, like in your example with the gambling company, it could be so that you create a negative picture about the brand. I think they already have a negative picture of the brand, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. True that. If that's yeah. the case, I don't think it's a creating. But if we are doing the old spam type, reaching out to people saying, hi, I came across your profile on LinkedIn. I'm really impressed with you or whatever. Then you just sound like everybody else. And I think when you're doing it the spammy way, that's when we might be creating that negative uh, view of the brand. However, it doesn't mean that I should not be able to reach out to somebody to see, you know, if they're interested and kind of connect with somebody who isn't interested but if I do it in the personalized manner, you know, I find out the information and I, I actually have thought about who I'm reaching out to. I'm not just reaching out to everyone who fits my, you know, the, the few buzzwords that I'm looking for. But I'm also thinking about who I'm reaching out to. Even though I'm reaching out to them, the person who might not be interested, they're still going to appreciate the fact that I'm taking my time and they know that I'm being selective in who I reach out to which does come off in a, in a better light, even though they might not be interested right now. But if they know that Sophia, the recruiter, only reaches out to me with relevant um, roles, I'm going to be open to listening to her. However, if she always just reaches out with whatever and she keeps spamming me whatever role she has open, I'm going to, be, I'm going to stop listening. And it's going to be like the boy who cried wolf. You know, when I do come with something interesting, they will have stopped listening. So, so you're trying to build some kind of trust. So they get the feeling that Sophia knows she will be reaching out when there is something that is relevant to me because she knows a bit more about me because I told her this is not interesting because of this. Or exactly. I, 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 I think I'm trying to understand it. If, if, we, if we take a step back, uh, step back, like for example, at Tokaboka, uh, do you only use sourcing? When should you use sourcing? Well, well, Toka Tokaboka is a bit of a um, not the best sourcing example because Tokaboka actually have a really strong brand. Um, 
It's quite a sought after employer. So we get a lot of applications, but that doesn't mean we're always getting necessarily the right applications. So we will have to do a bit of sourcing. Um, but when I was at TV4, not everybody was aware of the fact that TV4 had their own technology department, that they did develop their own apps in-house. So that we struggled a little bit with people not understanding. So I did a lot more sourcing um, when I was there. And I think in theory, when should you do sourcing? It's, it's, we should always be able to do some sourcing. Um, but sometimes there's this belief that sourcing at sourced candidates, that the so-called passive candidates, are somehow better than the ones actively looking for work. And that, to me, is not true. What we're looking for is obviously somebody that we believe can do the job and do it well. And just like with in, in when it comes to like love, I'm not a great believer in this one person out there for everyone. I really, you know, that would be with so many people on earth, how can just be one person destined to work well with me in a relationship? Just the same way, there isn't the one only person who can do this job. I mean, that would be silly. That's crazy. So we need to find somebody who can do the job. And that's not just the one person. And that person can be somebody currently looking for a new job. They're not happy in their current one. It can be somebody who's unemployed. It can be somebody who is not thinking about changing jobs. So it's a question of not putting all your eggs in one basket, but do advertise and write awesome, great ads. Also, reach out to the people that you are interested in and, and doing all of it. Ask for referrals. So we should be doing all of it all the time. Would you advise organizations out there if they have like multiple roles and, and if they have roles that they get a lot of relevant applications, would you advise them to focus sourcing in other processes maybe where you don't get those relevant applications? Yes, because sourcing can take quite a lot of time. It isn't, like I said, it isn't just about checking out a few LinkedIn profiles and, and sending off a few random emails and you're done. It is a, a takes time to do your research and do it well. So if it is a kind of role where you believe you will get applications and you will find somebody that way, then, you know, spend your time sourcing the more trickier positions where you don't think ads is going to be enough. So I wouldn't, you know, it's, yeah, of course, you can always source for all positions, but, you know, it's got to be wary of time and where you invest your time. So you're better off investing that time in the trickier positions and doing the sourcing for those roles. Do you think if you work with sourcing or in an HR department, sourcing is part of your role? Do you think if you work with tech sourcing, for for example, I think tech is the most common area where you use sourcing today. If If you then would... Could the same person that works a lot with sourcing in tech also work with sourcing in marketing, also work with sourcing in legal? and Or is, should you focus in one area? I'd, I'd say it depends on, on how many roles. It's more of the, the amount of roles you're, you're sitting with. And obviously, it's the same with recruiting. For Would you be recruiting for all of those positions? Potentially, yes. But maybe you would be dividing it so you have somebody specialized in either... Uh, you know, marketing or tech, or maybe somebody um, doing both. At Tocker, up until recently, I've been the only one at Tokaboka, meaning I've done absolutely every type of position, which is something I love. And I love the variety of that, but maybe not everyone works that way. So 
it's a bit of a, a depends on the situation kind of answer. The more important part here is that you don't have too much because it is a time consuming process and it needs to be a time consuming process. So you don't stress anything. You you need to do your research. And and in the beginning of, of, the, of the episode here, you were talking about other sources to find information. Could you just give any examples of other sources? If we look in for developers, for example, my favorite place to look is, is GitHub. Because that's where developers are more likely to uh, spend their time online. Whereas we talked about recruiters, you know, they're more likely to spend time on, let's say, LinkedIn. Uh, So you've got to find where the person you're looking for, where are they spending their time online? And that's where you go. And that's where you start looking for them and find out more information about them. So like the main source is, in a sense, the Internet, (laughs) which is huge. But then obviously more specific sites can be places like GitHub, um, if it is developers, if we're looking for, let's say, some sort of a designer, UX, UI, that kind of thing, maybe we'll go to Dribbble or Behance uh, or places where you can actually art station, you know, places where you can upload your portfolio. Um, so it's going, finding out the person I'm looking for, where do they hang out? And that's where you go. And I'd say if you then are the company and you are looking for whatever role it is, Ask for the people already at the company, you know, where is the places that they spend time online and, and you know, to get that because it might not be easy to find. Yeah, one, one might think that other sources would be like, yeah, I just Google, I go to Facebook, but I understand you want to find where they, where they uh, spend their time related to uh, what they're worth working with. Exactly. So Behance would be an example for, for designers and GitHub for, for developers. Okay, so you're looking for for the role-specific sources, so to say. Exactly. If you'd like to learn more about candidate experience, feedback, and HR analytics, we can help you get certified in candidate experience through TrustCruit's online course. Go to trustcruit.com course and use the code SOFIA to enroll the course for free instead of paying $29. So go to trustcruit.com forward slash course and use code SOFIA to enroll for free. I definitely got a new uh, picture of sourcing and uh, and what it is, uh, what you should do and not should do. So you gather a lot of information. You try to do that to help the, the ones you're reaching out to so you don't reach out with mm-hmm. incorrect job offers. Uh, and and uh, But how do you use that information when you reach out? And how do you reach out? Do you reach out via email, via LinkedIn email, or how do you reach out? I prefer using emails. That's where I've had the most success when it comes to developers. So again, that depends on who you're reaching out to and and what it is. But I'd say for developers, email uh, is, to me, the best medium. And the way I say, the way you reach out is, is talk about them ask about them, take that information you know about them and kind of go, oh, I've seen you worked a lot with this kind of project or built this kind of a system. You know, tell me mm-hmm. about that. How did that go? What was your part in that project? And show an interest in them. You don't start off by going, hi, my name is Sophia. I work as a recruiter at Tokaboka. Then they're going to stop listening. You know, um, humans, we like talking about ourselves. I like talking about myself. You like talking <laughs> about yourself. Everybody, yeah. it's human, human nature. 
So we got to kind of remember that and don't talk about sales when we reach out, but encourage the person we're reaching out to to start talking about themselves because that's what they do. I had somebody reach out to me uh, about a role and they started telling me they, you know, read my blog and they were really thought that was good. And of course, like they're flattering me. I'm going to have to reply. I'm going to say, thank you. You know, you read my blog. Cool. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, that's going to get me. It's almost like I didn't read the rest of the message. I didn't read whatever role he had for me. You know, he was starting off by, by flattering me and talking about me. And I'm going to be like, okay, tell me more. Tell me more. Why am I so good? And that's the way you got to do it. So you find some information on, on Behance about their design work and everything. So you use that mm-hmm. when you reach out to get to know even a bit more behind that. So it's not like exactly they, they don't understand this as integrity breaching or. No, but it's all public information available online. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, but but I, I mean, there, there could be people that they, uh, you've been on my Behance and you've been on my GitHub. What it's. But that, that, those are not common reactions. No, because it's public. Yeah. So it would be, you know, don't post public stuff then if you don't want people to look at it. I understand. I was just asking about the, the, the your experience. And uh, I understand because I, integrity is important for for some people. And, and um, I'm... I also think it's a good thing to use it as long as they feel that you're interested in them. And I... From from you, I understand you genuinely are because I isn't it also about when you offer someone a role, you also want to offer someone a role that is a perfect fit. Exactly, or you know, it, it's a mutual decision. It's not me or the company I work for deciding. Okay, Simon, we want you. You gotta want us too. It's it's the same. Like I said, with relationship, it's two people. It's not one deciding you know both it's going to be a mutual agreement that this is going to work and 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 i think that's what we have to remember so it isn't just looking for anyone who fits what i'm looking for but do i have what they're looking for and that's i think that's the aspect that a lot of uh people in recruitment forget to think about they just think about okay i'm looking for a java developer you're a java developer so i'm going to reach out but that's not enough we've got to go beyond that um and that's to me is what proper sourcing is when you go beyond just what you want thanks for sharing sophia i'm going to start rounding this up with three quick questions so the first one is what is your favorite tool there's so many tools uh, to be fair and i know you were going to ask me this so i decided <laughs> to pick calendly uh, which is a nice and easy scheduling tool for people to um, book themselves in for time with me. But that's mainly, a, and the funny thing, it's not really a sourcing thing. It's more for people who apply, uh, but I still pick that one. It's a good time to, uh, to, to source more. <laughs> exactly. And what's your favorite metric? That one, again, I knew we were going to ask it. So um, picking a sourcing one in that one, which I would say is response rate. So... Out of the messages I do send out, how many responses do I get? And then the second half of that is how many positive responses do I get? And what is your, yeah, what's your favorite book or content? There's so so many books, so many things. And I'd say the best thing um, that I like is Recruiting Brain Food, um, which is something that Hang Lee's put together. It started as a newsletter that comes out every Sunday, where he basically gathers 
all the best blog posts and articles and things in the world of recruitment and puts it in a newsletter for you. So, um, which is an awesome thing to subscribe to and that's grown into more than just a newsletter. But I wouldn't say Recruiting Brain Food um, by Hang Lee. Thanks, Sophia. It was great having you. I've learned a lot about sourcing today. And so many thanks to you for a great episode. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening and hope you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe and review us in your podcast app. Until next time, take care and turn those candidates into promoters.